Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey everyone, it's Raheel. Earlier this year, the Texas Education Agency announced that they'd be taking over HISD because of low student performance and alleged misconduct by previous trustees. The takeover has happened and Mike Miles has been named superintendent and he's announced a new board of managers. So are we about to see major changes at HISD? Could the entire district fundamentally change under Miles' leadership? Kennedy Sessions has been covering the story for the Houston Chronicle and she joins me to break it all down. Before we get to today's episode, we're conducting a listener survey to better learn about you, the listener, so we can better serve you with CityCast Houston. Just head to citycast.fm slash survey to complete this quick five-minute survey. It takes about that long. I've taken it. And once you complete it, you'll be entered to win a $250 Visa gift card as a thank you. I'll be honest, we need 100 of y'all to complete it, so please help us out. That's citycast.fm slash survey or just click on the link in our show notes. It's Wednesday, June 7th. I'm Raheel Ramsanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Kennedy, welcome into CityCast Houston. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. You've been super busy covering everything that's happening at HISD, and there's so much changing on a daily basis. So first and foremost, let's just talk about Mike Miles, the new superintendent. Who is Mike Miles? So Mike Miles is the former Dallas superintendent. He also has a background um, in the Army and background in diplomacy. Um, he is based in Colorado Springs, so he has some superintendent experience there as well. But now he's in Houston and has already started making changes, as y'all can see, or if y'all have seen in the coverage um, in the past week. Yeah, and he comes from a charter school background, right? And this is an interesting thing that I saw in your story, which could play a role into how HISD is going to move in the future, potentially. Is there any chance that Mike Miles could one day turn HISD into a network of charter schools, maybe? Yeah, so I should backtrack a little bit. Um, Mike Miles is the CEO and founder. Uh, he resigned recently from Third Future Charter Schools, which was based in Colorado Springs, but had a network of about 4,500 schools in the Texas, Louisiana, and um, Colorado area. And so when we look at something like HISD, um, him having that charter school background should be alarming to a lot of people, I think. And also, you know, just the connections that he does have. But I can also clarify that from the beginning, you know, uh, or when TEA announced that they were going to take over HISD, you know, when I was covering a lot of these meetings, when I was covering a lot of events happening, protests happening, that's the number one thing that people were scared about, people were concerned about. Obviously, it's happening at the same time that the state, including Greg Abbott and a lot of other Republican leadership, is pushing school vouchers, pushing, um, you know, using taxpayer money to pay for private and charter schools. And so 
HISD has said it isn't our intention, quote unquote, to make Houston ISD into a bunch of charter schools, but I don't think people should also rule it out completely. I really think it's going to be how much we pay attention to what's going on in the next couple months and next year. And so we'll just have to wait and see, honestly, if the process is going to play out that way. That's so interesting. Kennedy, how will the cabinet members that Mike Miles has picked play a role into this potential charter school future for HISD or at least applying some of the best tactics from his background into the success of HISD? Yeah, so his cabinet picks are honestly very interesting. Some of them have been around the district for a long time. Some are brand new. Um, One of them in particular used to work for him at Third Future Schools, um, which is the charter school network. And so honestly, there's not enough information about these people to know exactly what they're going to do next, what they're going to do next. But I think, like I said, he has ties to a lot of people already that are in the charter school network, um, specifically some people that are already in his cabinet. The other interesting story that you wrote earlier this week is about the New York-based education consulting group called Kitamba, and they're going to be helping with the transition. Who is Kitamba? Who's paying for them in this transition uh, for HISD? Yeah, so Kitamba is a New York-based um, consulting education consulting firm. Um, they've done a couple of schools in the Houston area, including Alden ISD and Beaumont ISD. Um, basically, they use data and other different types of metrics to help um, to help public schools and charter schools that they work with throughout districts. So one thing specifically that I found in my research was Katamba was also working with the Los Angeles school district at one point. Um, and in those conversations, they talked about how they have helped a bunch of charter schools um, in their background, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not here to say, you know, like we hate charter schools or whatever. But I just think when we talk about the different groups that are supposed to be coming in and helping um, Houston ISD in these next couple months in the takeover process or transition process that they're calling it, um, they do have charter school ties. Who's paying for them? So Good Reason Houston, which is a local nonprofit group, um, clarified with a couple of Chronicle reporters last week, and also I'm having more conversations with them today, about the contract that they're doing with HISD and how they are basically the ones paying for it. Um, And Good Reason Houston has been around for a while. Uh, They have also been working with HISD and other schools in the past couple years. So... um, I think taking all of that into account, I hate to keep saying just wait and see, but I think people just need to really pay attention to what goes on in the next couple of months. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things happening here, right? Like the long-term impact of this transition slash takeover will kind of have to wait and see. You're right. There's no quick answer here. But then there's also the short term, which is the new education system plan that Mike Miles introduced. Tell me about that one, because those impacts are going to be felt quickly. Yeah, no, of course. Like it was felt on his first day. So um, it's also important to know Mike Miles has only officially been the Houston ISD superintendent since Thursday. So in just three or four days now on the job, he's already introduced a new system that he's calling new education systems, where basically he is reconfiguring and reconstituting the entire school and those feeder systems. So they specifically have been talking about quote unquote, struggling schools, um, pointing to schools like Wheatley, Kashmir, North Forest, 
Um, schools that have been on the up in terms of increasing their scores and getting better in their scores, but but were struggling for a while. Um, and so those schools, those uh, teachers and educators will have to reapply, and librarians, I should also say, and APs and principals will have to reapply for their positions. And um, based off whether or not the school thinks they should stay or not, then they would likely be moved to another position in the school district. Um, it's it's something I think a lot of people were thrown off of because the broad approach, especially going into the summertime when everybody is, you know, off and trying to think about vacations and resting and stuff. But now a lot of teachers and educators, from what I've heard, have, are a little nervous coming into the school year for next year. So um, he's basically reconfiguring the schools and starting with the base salary of 85000 with $10,000 on top of that, potentially. And so teachers are starting off with a big... Um, with a big salary, but also with big expectations of bringing up the uh, education level in some of these schools and the instruction level in some of these schools. And Mike Miles is also talking about how he's looking for a pay per performance um, metric. So mm. basically how well, uh, how well your students do, how well your instruction is, is how much you're going to get paid or how well you're going to get paid. Um, and I think that's an approach that not a lot of educators are used to seeing. So it's going to be really interesting, you know, watching all of this play out and covering all of this. Yeah, it is going to be really interesting, especially with that higher uh, pay raise, right? Like $96,000 almost when the average pay is about 61000 That's going to attract a lot of new candidates. And really, again, you have to perform and, and get those Whatever the metric is, get those metrics up so you can prove that it is worth the salary. The other thing with that new education system, where exactly is the funding coming from with this bump in pay? So I think a lot of it they have been talking about through the budget. Um, I also think that Miles has kind of talked about looking at getting funds in other way, but they're also cutting a lot of costs. So mm. one way in particular is that he's already talked about how they're looking to cut some positions from the administrative building. They're going to, and he, and I reported on this and people got, gave me some pushback, but I was right. He is looking <laughs> to um, cut like librarian positions from some of these 29 schools that are in question and their feeder patterns. Um, so quote unquote, save costs. Like he's saying, like he's trying to be in his, in his mind, his plan is more cost effective. And so by, refiguring out what that structure looks like in that school. He's, you know, cutting people, but also, you know, adding that money and putting it somewhere else. When the TEA takeover was announced earlier this year, a lot of people were unhappy with it and, and a lot are still unhappy. Tell me about this protest that's being organized for later this week when the board meets for the first time. Yeah, so this is about the third protest, I want to say, that I've covered since the TEA takeover was initially announced. Um, I mean, as you can tell, like with anything, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of people that are scared and nervous and just don't know what's going to come next. And so 
for them, that means protesting. And, and, and that means, you know, speaking up and, and giving their voice on what's going on. So I know I've talked with a couple of organizers from the group, including Ruth Kravitz from Community Voices for Public Education. Uh, ACLU of Texas is also going to be there. FL Houston um, and a couple of other groups. They are going to protest and just say what is on their mind right now with all of this happening, all the new changes that Miles has introduced. And it's happening right before the first board of managers and um, Superintendent Mike Miles' first meeting, first official meeting together as a group on this Thursday. Protest starts at 415. Um, and, you know, we'll be out there covering what's going on. What are they hoping to accomplish with the protest? Um, I know that they are going to give more of their voice um, on what they what is going on, but also a couple of demands. I know a couple of teachers and um, a couple of organizers from, you know, the coverage that I've gotten and received. Um, they have a couple of demands for the school district and they have a couple of demands from specifically the board of managers and Mike Miles that they would like to see mm-hmm. and that they think that they deserve. Um, and so, you know, specifics, I can't give specifics right now, but I know that they are going to tell, they're going to tell them exactly how they're feeling and exactly what they expect from them in the next couple of months, in the year or so that they're going to be here. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we'll be on the lookout for that. One last thing, one of the loudest critics of the entire takeover, it's been Jackie Anderson, the Federation of Teachers president. Do you see a scenario where the largest teacher union will get behind Mike Miles and this takeover? Um, never say never. Uh, I don't want to speak for Ms. Anderson and the teachers union, but I do know that from the beginning, the lack of communication between TEA and a lot of, and the Houston community at large, to be honest, um, has hurt them in this process. And I think that from the beginning, everything was kind of, you know, behind closed doors. They didn't want to give too many interviews to the media. Um, You know, even at the meetings I was covering leading up to the, a lot of people just wanted to speak their mind and say, you know, how they were feeling about this. But it was a lot of, oh, we're just going to tell you what's happening. We're not going to really, you know, give you a time or give you, give you space to have your questions answered. So I think that has hurt them in this process. And so now people are even more resistant than they were before. Um, also because people know, people knew these schools and a lot of uh, places in the district needed help. But I think just a complete overhaul, people didn't see that coming. Or if they did see it coming, it was something that they didn't think was going to happen. Um, and so now we're at a place where people are trying to just figure out where they stand in all of this and how at the end of the day, like, People are going to, kids are going to get educated. People are going to have their jobs. Teachers are going to feel, you know, valued and not just like, oh, we need you to, you know, give all these instruction and we're going to give you this pay and pay for, the stakes are just really high. And so I hope eventually we get to a place where we can all come to the table and talk about it. But right now it just seems like the TEA and HISD has a lot of work to do to get on people's good side. Where does the open timeline play into this, right? The takeover, the transition, all of this is up in the air in terms of when it will end and we resume back to a more permanent solution. Have you heard anything about the timeline? So for the board to, uh, the HISD elected board to get their positions back, the 
district has to qualify or has to be, um, has to get down three exit criteria. One of them is um, having zero failing schools, uh, D or F in the district. And we have 273 campuses in Houston as a very large city. Um, and then the second one is state compliance with um, special ed and making sure that all the special ed classes and departments and everything like that are in compliance with the state. And then the third one is student achievement and just working with, you know, getting getting basically the instruction better on a, on a greater scale. And so um, for that to happen, the TEA has said it's at least three years, um, three to five years that they're thinking that it's going to take. And I'm going to take their word on that because to have zero failing schools in a district with over 200 campuses is going to take time. Um, it seems that Miles is doing it, you know, in chunks. So right now he's working on 29 to 30 schools. I'm guessing in the next chunk, he's going to work on 30 schools again, 30 schools again, I'm guessing. But um, I would just tell people to be ready for their governance for at least the next two years, at least. Wow. Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, keep up the great work. Your reporting has been excellent. It's keeping everyone up to date on what's happening. So we truly appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. That was Kennedy Sessions. You can follow her reporting with the link in our show notes. Before we go, congrats to Chef Benchuan Jephthong Painter of Street to Kitchen for winning the award for Best Chef in Texas by the James Beard Foundation. The annual awards recognize the best restaurants and chefs across the nation, and only three other Houston chefs have won a prestigious James Beard Award. If you want to learn more about what Thai food to order at Street to Kitchen, I've linked our episode with Burger Bodega's Abbas Danani in our show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Houston. You'll get the latest on what to do, what to eat, and other things you need to know about in H-Town every morning in your inbox. Just head to houston.citycast.fm to subscribe or click on the link in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Survey to complete the quick... Ugh, try that again.